Doesn't get any better than perfect, right? What's perfect anyway? Everybody wants to be perfect. Hey survivors, it's Angie, and you know what today is, right? That's right, it's Self Love Sunday. So today we're gonna to talk about something that makes us love ourselves a little bit more. So what better than perfectionism, all right? Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson, and this channel is all about teaching you what I know to be true. You really can create the life you love. By the way, in case you're new here, my name's Angie, and on this channel, I talk about discovering, understanding, and overcoming narcissistic abuse, and taking your life to the next level. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. If that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button, all right? Here's an interesting fact. Did you know that perfectionism is one of the most common qualities in dysfunctional families? Would you believe it? Here it is. I bet you would. All right. Today, we're going to talk about why being a perfectionist isn't always the best thing for someone working on surviving from narcissistic abuse and how you can be more happy with your real life and realize that it's kind of perfect as it is, or at least it can be. Let's get started. Listen, there are some really good reasons that you should not be a perfectionist, okay? And those include being a perfectionist makes you think you're never good enough for number one, okay? When you think that you need to be perfect, you are setting a standard that you cannot reach. And as a result, you're setting yourself up for failure, period. Don't, the next thing I want you to know is that being a perfectionist simply feeds your stress, feeds your lack of self-esteem and any other issues you might have going in your head right now. Okay, so let go of it, my friend. Remember that being a perfectionist is counterproductive to actually making your life better. Because until you change your perspective and you realize that it, you don't have to be perfect, at least not by societal standards, life sucks. What I like to tell people is, listen, just be the perfect version of yourself. You get to decide what that is, my friend, not some magazine or TV show or narcissist. All right? Being a perfectionist makes you overlook the positive things in your life. You forget to be grateful. And you know when you forget to be grateful, you just bring more negativity, negativity into your life. And being a perfectionist makes you miss kick-ass opportunities that you should grab, okay? Uh, for example, maybe you went on a first date with somebody one time and they were perfect except they had some lettuce in their teeth. And as a result, you walked away from that person. I don't know anybody who's ever done that before. Ha! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the point is... Opening your mind to new possibilities and learning to see things from a different perspective can absolutely change your life for the better in more ways than you could possibly imagine. You may not even realize you're a perfectionist because you've spent so many years putting your own needs aside in order to handle someone else's. But the fact of the matter is, you know you get anxious when things aren't exactly how they're supposed to be, don't you? At least sometimes. Well, that's because... During narcissistic abuse, often you retain control over something, whether it's something small like the way you do your hair or, you know, the way you put away your dishes. It's something and you become obsessed with that thing being perfect. And sometimes that can expand into other areas of your life and cause a little trouble for you. Okay, let's talk about it. One of the first things to know is that perfectionism causes creates a legacy in families, all right? So the way your mother taught you how to do the dishes, the way your mother taught you how to 
vacuum the floors, whatever. The way she told you you should behave, like my mother thought that I should go right to work and, you know, have a job and be a, you know, multi-faceted whatever, you know. Modern woman, I, I you know, the, the idea of me not working outside the house was a real big problem in, you know, for someone who grew up in the 70s, <laughs> you know. Kind of thing happens with fathers and sons where they will, you know, this is how you mow the grass. This is how you work a job. This is, you know, what, what you do. The standards, the rigid standards other people had in our families are a lot of times what become part of ourselves. Okay. So if we grew up in a spotlessly clean house, we may go one direction or the other. We may either go to super clean house or super badly not clean house, <laughs> depending on your circumstances, right? The point is the generation after generation, we pass along these little perfectionisms, okay? I admit to having one when it comes to education. I am really, it's the only thing I really push my kids about. And I don't push them that hard. I just, you know, they don't really need much except for me to act like I might be disappointed in them and they're on it. <laughs> but it's pretty much for me, the two things that I, that I am strict about are when you're supposed to be home and when you're not as in go to school and don't be outside after dark, things like that. And also grades. I expect them to get good grades and behave themselves in school and all that kind of stuff. Now, do I need their rooms to be spotless all the time? Mm -mm, not really. As long as we, I can walk through there, I'm good. <laughs> but I, I do need them to get good grades. So everybody has something that they're kind of perfectionist about, right? But it's the way that you deal with it and the way that you help other people deal with it that, that matters. Why do you think that perfectionism is one of those things that's passed down in toxic families? What, what could be the cause of that? I hope you're sitting down for this one. Here it is. What better way for a person to gaslight and demean and devalue another person than to set goals for them that are completely outrageously unattainable and then sit there and watch them fail? And not just watch them fail, but kind of relish it and kind of kick them while they're down failing in the attainable, you know, in the unattainable goals that you set for them. Of course, that's why perfectionism is passed down in toxic families. What's interesting about it is that no matter how try, you know, no matter how hard any of us try to be perfect, it's not possible. And so, in those toxic families, when those perfection type situations come up and you're required to become something that you're not, guess what? You can't ever attain the goal. So you're always in a position to be complained at and demeaned and belittled and all of this under the guise of, I care about you. I just want the best for you. That's not care. Another reason that perfectionism is so rampant in dysfunctional families is that it allows someone to project a false ego. Do you know anyone whose house is always 100% perfect and they, they just... They just thrive on it and they just absolutely flip out or something goes, you know, if somebody gets mud on the floor or whatever, spills some milk, they cry over it. Well, there's a reason for that. Uh, a lot of times that type of cleanliness and that type of obsession, kind of OCD-ish behavior is a direct reflection of that person's lack of self-confidence because they are so concerned with something that they think people will judge them on, like, you know, having cobwebs in the corners or whatever, you know, dust under the bed, uh, that they feel compelled to make sure everything's perfect. And then when nobody comes over to look at the dust under the bed, they'll actually say to someone, could you look and see if I have dust under my bed? 
<laughs> so it makes them feel good. It makes them feel like they've got something to hold on to, something that that shows that maybe they are the perfect false self that they would like us to think they are. Next one is one that I guarantee you've probably dealt with. It's perfectionism used in a way to manipulate people to give them compliments. What do I mean? Well, let's just think about this. What if I said to you right now, oh my God, I'm so ugly. I just, oh God, look, I have this giant pimple and I, I just, oh, mm. what would you do? You say, Angie, no, you're not. You're not ugly. You're so pretty, right? Of course you would because you're nice people. Well, guess what? <laughs> or maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you would say, uh, girl, you're on to something there. <laughs> Either way, if you would say that, that's because I was manipulating you when I said that because I don't really think I'm ugly. But even if I did, I wouldn't say that to you guys because the fact of the matter is I'm not looking for false compliments. But narcissists, they just need all the supply they can get. So these are the people that you will see these people wearing a size two jeans and, you know, <laughs> and uh, complaining about they, they wish they were size zero. You know, um, oh, my God, I'm so fat. Blah, blah, blah. And of course, you're supposed to say, girl, you're so skinny. You know, you're OK. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that is an example of using perfectionism as manipulation. Same goes for uh, back to our clean house lady in the first uh, in the first point I made. The clean house lady is walking around talking about, oh, excuse the mess. Okay, I can't lie to you. I say excuse the mess sometimes, but I have a reason. <laughs> sometimes I have a mess. The clean house lady, though, she, you know, the one who's so freaked out about making sure everything's perfect all the time, you know, she doesn't have a reason, but she wants to say, oh, excuse the mess. Sorry, it's so messy when it's absolutely perfect because then people will go, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Your house is so much cleaner than my house. La la la. Then she gets a little ego boost, see? So you can see how perfectionism and the toxic legacy go together. What do you think about that? Well, tell me that in the comments below. And now I'm going to tell you really quickly a few tips to let go of perfectionism in case you may have some residual. First, you have to recognize that perfection is a problem. There's a difference between high standards and perfectionism. You have to understand that while having high standards and setting realistic goals are great for you, being a perfectionist is very unhealthy. So yeah, set realistic goals. Remember that goals that you can meet are great for your self-esteem. And if you replace those crazy perfectionist expectations with actual expectations that you can meet, you're going to win every time. Make sure you take t the time to pay attention to the things that are good in your life and don't focus so much on the things that suck. Okay. So like I tell you every single day, think of 10 things you're grateful for and three things you love about yourself every day. And anytime you're feeling very overwhelmed or upset by a situation, stop and give yourself the time to think of 10 things you're grateful for and three things you love about yourself. Whether you write them down, you say them inside your head, count them on your fingers, or you just say them out loud. Be grateful for the good things in your life, especially when you are at the worst moments of your life. And I promise you, you can turn it around. Dose yourself up with unconditional self-love. So make sure that you look at the bigger picture of your life and understand that you yourself are worthy just because you are in existence, because you are trying to be worthy, because you want to be worthy. You are worthy. Do you understand? It's not about expectations. It's not about 
you know, societal standards. It's not about narcissistic standards. It's about who you are as a person. And on the inside, you're a good person, aren't you? Just know that and put your arms around yourself and tell yourself that you deserve to be loved because you do, my friend. The thing that was really hard for me was being able to be okay with the flaws that I have and not hide myself from the world. And that's something that you should also be working on. How to embrace the parts of yourself that maybe aren't perfect by societal standards. How to see your perceived flaws as your greatest assets. How to understand that people who have done great things did so because they were different and they believed that they could do it. So in the parts of yourself that are different, don't think of those things as negatives. Think of those things as positive, beautiful qualities and embrace them. Positive, beautiful qualities. Finally, and this is most important for you, my dear narcissistic abuse survivors, you have to realize that mistakes are not always mistakes. They can be lessons for you. They can be guideposts for you. You can look at the negative things that you have done, the negative things that have happened in your life, and you can see them as opportunities for learning and moving forward. If you are in a relationship with a narcissist or you've recently gotten out of one and you're still feeling completely discombobulated and you don't even know what to do with yourself, breathe, breathe. Take the lessons out of it and move forward. Doing better next time and putting yourself first for once in your life. It's worth it. It's Self-Love Sunday. So tell me, are you a perfectionist sometimes? What could you do better for yourself? How could you treat yourself with more love and respect? Share your thoughts in the comments below and share your ideas on what you can do and what you have done to let go of the expectations of other people and create your own expectations for yourself. You might just help another survivor. You might save someone's life. It's worth it, my friend. Leave a comment. Tell them what you think. All right? I will talk to you guys very soon. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow for another video. Happy Self-Love Sunday. As always, thanks for letting me be a part of your day and a part of your life. And thanks for being a part of mine. It really does mean a lot to me. See you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Good morning, survivors, and happy Sunday. You know what today is, right? That's right. Self-love Sunday. <laughs> so, let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson, and this channel is all about teaching you what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. I know it's late, but do you have your coffee? Today I'm using the cup that my son Noah bought me from um, Memphis when he went to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. It was, it says on it, no child should die in the dawn of life, Danny Thomas. It's a quote and I think it's beautiful and I love that he bought it because he bought it because A, he knows I love coffee and B, because he wanted to support the amazing mission they do there. So I'm proud of that kid. <laughs> All right, let's do it. But before we do, my name is Angie Atkinson, and in case this is your first time here, on this channel, I provide free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in your life. If that sounds good to you,
hit that subscribe button and consider it one step closer to taking back your life. All right, let's get on with it. Today we're going to talk about transcending the ego. What do I mean by that? Well, the ego is kind of a tricky thing. It drives us to do some really impressive things. However, it'll make us miserable in the process sometimes. And we all know, having dealt with a narcissist, that the ego can be a very ugly thing and we think we don't even have an ego, right? Because we're not narcissists. The fact of the matter is most successful people do have an ego and some of them are also unhappy. This is because our ego is never satisfied and it always requires us to feel more comfortable than we do. Each success that we have, of course, is we, it's got to be bigger than the last one, doesn't it? We don't find any peace within ourselves. How do you move beyond the ego, even the healthy ego, enough that you can find true peace and happiness in yourself? That's what we're going to talk about today on Self Love Sunday. The first thing you want to do, number one, is avoid taking anything personally. How the hell do you do that, right? Well, look, everybody has a bad day sometimes. And sometimes you're going to misinterpret other people's intentions without even realizing it. Your imagination is going to be partially fueled by your ego. Even if someone insults you directly, you have to remember that their words are nothing but sound. You sometimes find yourself being offended when you don't need to be. For example, the sound of a tree falling wouldn't offend you, right? It's a sound. If you can look at it this way, an insult is no different. Only your ego makes it different. Really. Because, you know, just think about this. If someone walked up to a tree and said, hey tree, you suck. That tree probably isn't going to care what that person said because it's just sound. It doesn't matter to the tree. That brings me to number two. Avoid comparing yourself to other people. I know this is a hard one, especially when we've been with a narcissist. Ask yourself, are you better than someone else if you own a bigger home? Are you better than someone else if you drive a bigger vehicle? Not necessarily. Is someone else better than you if they get the job you desire? You might think so, but the fact is that everybody has value and that is measurable and immeasurable. Comparison proves nothing. Number three, seek a healthy body rather than what society says is your healthy body. You know your body is healthy if it is. You know your kind of healthy. You know, like for me, for example, you know, I'm not skinny, we all know this, but I have been much fatter in my lifetime and mostly I feel pretty healthy today. I always work to do a little better, but the fact is your ideal body is not necessarily a size zero, you know, seven foot tall model or whatever, or whatever men consider the ideal body. An ideal body is one that you feel good and, and that you can move around and do all the things you want to do. It is the one that gives you personally your greatest level of health. The best body shape for you is not necessarily going to be what other people think your body shape should be. The question is, do you want to be healthy or do you want to impress other people? I know some people would, would just say, well, I want to impress other people, but we're changing our lives today, you guys. We're not going with the standard what society tells us. We're going with what feels right to us. Number four. You need to recognize that your emotions and your thoughts are not you. And that's a tough one, but you're not your thoughts or emotions. You are the consciousness that witnesses these things. Does that make sense? So when you are able to see your separation from your thoughts, then you can also see the separateness that you have from the things that happen around you, including the abuse of the narcissist. The narcissist isn't you and you don't have to accept the narcissist as yourself. When you view the world in this manner, your ego can't be touched. So the next thing you're going to want to do, number five, is avoid reacting. Instead, 
you're going to want to respond. So the ego is going to attempt to influence you uh, to act quickly and without contemplation, without even thinking about it. You're just going to be compelled to act sometimes. But if that, if you're compelled to act on a negative feeling, you have to remember the longer you wait to respond to negative feelings, the more likely you are to avoid the ego. So you can kind of develop a reflex, right? Where you just stop and you don't react until you've had a moment to compose yourself and think about it and change your whole life. Number six, <laughs> avoid criticizing other people. When you offer criticism, you're saying there's a better way. You're saying you're wrong and I'm right. And in some places, in some cases, you're going to have to give up your need to be right and to correct other people because you have to ask yourself, why do I criticize? In the end, it's only possible to really make yourself feel better, not anyone else. Even if you feel like you, you are trying to be successful, you're still trying to feel good about yourself. So if you're free of ego, you can really lose the desire to criticize. It's kind of a freeing and amazing feeling. This brings me to number seven, question your motivation. Imagine you're buying a new car. Ask yourself, why am I buying that car? Do I really need a new car? Is my current car good enough? If I need a new car, am I considering appropriate cars for my budget and my lifestyle and for appropriate reasons? Or am I thinking about what I'll be showing other people? Um, am I considering what family's gonna think or friends or neighbors? Or am I going to buy a bigger or more expensive car than I really need to impress someone? Always question your motivations and you're going to find that your, your ego is, no pun intended, a driving force here. Something I find interesting, a little story for you. Um, after I went no contact, I heard from someone in my life that my narcissist had found out that I purchased a new car and it wasn't an expensive car. It was just a, you know, a Nissan whatever. And it, and it was, you know, brand new though. And, and the reason I bought a brand new car is because I needed a car that was safe. And quite honestly, the payments were very reasonable. It doesn't matter. I don't need to make excuses. The point is this person said, how could they afford to buy that new car? That's crazy. They don't have the budget. They're living beyond their means. That person knew nothing about my finances. So instead of reacting and getting angry and acting stupid about that situation, I decided that, you know what? Obviously that person is limited and they don't have the ability or the need or desire to understand who I really am and what I'm really all about. So you know what I did? I let it go. It's the only way, my friend. It's the only way. Bottom line for today's self-love Sunday discussion, the ego can limit you. It can limit your success. It can limit your happiness. You have to remember that your ego can stop you from trying if you're afraid. It can stop you from moving forward in your life you need to move forward in your life. The ego can make you unhappy if your neighbor has a boat and you don't. <laughs> the ego has a million ways that it can undermine your future and your present. It can make your past look worse than it really was. And it can put us in a place where we are stuck. You know, sometimes when you learn to let go of your ego, you can learn to take those necessary steps that you need to take to really move forward and grow yourself in your life. It's a kind of an amazing thing, my friend. Remember that society worships things that come more easily to people with insatiable egos. However, it's a trap. You have to learn to move past your ego and find life differently. You're finding, you're, you're going to find that it's far more satisfying that way. I promise. What do you think? 
Am I crazy to talk to survivors of narcissistic abuse about ego or do you feel me on this one? Let's talk about it. It's self love Sunday. So today make sure you do something really nice for yourself. For me, just do something for yourself. For me, what do I mean by that? <laughs> do it for me, but do it for yourself. I mean, just humor me on this. I know you're like, whatever, I'm going to go continue my things I was doing and not even listen. Just today, do something just for yourself. Just because I asked you to. Won't it be fun? It's worth it. Give it a try. All right. That's the question of the day today. What are you going to do for yourself today that's nice? And one more question of the day. Why are you going to do something nice for yourself? You deserve it, my friend. That's not about ego. That's about truth. All right. That's all I've got for you today. Have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Ever feel like you just kind of lost your mojo? Well, that's what we're talking about today on Self Love Sunday. So let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I provide free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. If that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get to it. We're going to talk about how to find your mojo again, get your groove back, all that after narcissistic abuse. Because I know a lot of time, even during sometimes when you're working on getting out, you've, you've figured out what's happening. You figured out what's happening. You're working on getting out of there. You might just decide that you want to get your groove back. All right. So today it's all about getting the groove back, <laughs> getting involved in a toxic relationship, as you know, is something that more people deal with than you would think, right? And when you have the mental abuse coming, all the horrible stuff coming from your partner, it really has a tremendously negative effect on you. Would you agree? It can be tough for you to bounce back from the mental abuse that you had to endure and your self-esteem really suffers because of it. I find that the mental abuse that I was put through by a narcissist was usually an, an attack by my partner to make me feel worthless or insecure. Would you agree? Partners do it to gain control. We're talking about the toxic partners, obviously. They do it to boost their own ego. They want you to have low self-esteem so that you won't think for yourself. Getting out of a relationship like that is the very first step that you need to take in order to save your own sanity here. There are other things that you're going to need to do to bounce back from the mental abuse. It's really important that you stay active and that's something I'm working on getting back into because I kind of got a little lazy recently, but Fitbit, we're back. Get out and do things with your family and your friends because an abuser loves to alienate you from people. They want to keep you secluded so they have plenty of influence over you, right? You want to keep your mind focused on other things so that you don't isolate yourself at home. You aren't dependent on the negative person who's feeding your self-esteem issues. Call up your friends, read uplifting books, concentrate on a project like 
redecorating your house or your office. By the way, I'm redecorating my office. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I got rid of the big leather couch and now I have a pretty pink chair. Uh, I've done a lot of changes already. My office manager, Melina, is coming over tomorrow to help me finish it up. So if you want a tour of my office when it's all finished, give me a like and a comment so that I know to give you that. All right. Okay. Carrying on. <laughs> Do whatever it takes to keep you going is my point. If you have a job, continue to work and take note of the goals and achievements that you have there. If you don't have a job, you better look for one or decide to start your own business or whatever. Do something to not only help you financially, but also help you stay busy. Staying busy is really important. Working can get your mind off your problems. I know it always has worked for me and give you the necessary affirmation that you can do whatever you want, okay? Whatever you put your mind to and that you're not worthless. In fact, you're limitless. That's so much better. Avoid jumping into relationships until you're really fully healed emotionally. We've talked about this before. You're more likely to fall for other partners just like your ex if you don't give yourself time to heal and figure out what you really want. You don't wanna get in the same situation as you were and repeat the cycle of abuse. That's not healthy for you, is it? Mm -mm. So don't waste your time on thinking about your ex too much, whether it's negative or otherwise, or thinking about the narcissist, whether they were your ex or your whatever. Some people make the mistake of spending a lot of time with thoughts on how much they hate their former partners or the narcissist they separated from or the parent they separated from that they just wish they could get revenge. But listen, if you continue to let yourself feel angry and hate it like this, okay, first of all, we've, we've talked before about how it affects your health, right? But here's another thing. You know, it kind of makes your life suck if you're mad all the time, if you're angry all the time. So release the anger and focus on what's important to you, what you can control. We've talked about this a gazillion times. You know what it is, right? It's you and your own perception. It's time to move forward with your life, right? Don't be afraid to reach out for some professional help if you need to. A professional could help you work through your feelings, help you build your self-esteem back up. You know, I can help you with that. A therapist can help you with that. Even a really good support group like SPAN, which if you're interested, go to queenbeing.com slash SPAN. It's free. It's my group. And I have an amazing, amazing team of beautiful, strong admins who are really, really engaged. And of course, my, my office staff helps a little bit too. And I'm in there periodically, um, pretty often. <laughs> Don't let a toxic relationship break your spirit, is my point. You deserve better than that. So how do you build confidence in yourself one day at a time? Many of us have goals and dreams that we envision for our lives, but without confidence, we're not gonna get anywhere, right? Building up your confidence again, or for the first time, depending on who that narcissist was to you and how long you were with them, is gonna give you the motivation that you need to get everything you want in your life. So here are some exercises you can try to work on your self-esteem every day, okay? Are you ready? Self-love Sunday. <laughs> All right, y'all know number one for me is always a journal, okay? A confidence-boosting journal should contain positive things for you did for that day. A lot of people get a lot of stuff done in 24 hours, but most people don't think, you know, oh, I went and bought this new chair today as <laughs> an achievement, but listen, this is an achievement, okay? By putting the, oh, because you know I only paid $50 and it has a matching ottoman, what? You'll see it all tomorrow or the next day whenever I do the video tour if you want it. Um, anyway, by putting your thoughts in a journal every day, you see how they build up over the days, weeks, months, years. 
you can start with simple things like five ways you paid a random act of kindness today or three things you did to help further your career or like I always say 10 things you can be grateful for and three things you love about yourself that's a really good vibrational combination okay uh, it can be something as simple as holding the door open for a little old lady or reading a book about saving for retirement as you look back on your entries of positive things it is going to give you motivation to achieve even more number two list your goals in baby steps i love baby steps so instead of setting down a goal to accomplish the whole thing at one time you know try breaking it down into baby steps tiny little steps that you need to meet each day each time you can cross off one of your little steps you gain more confidence in yourself and you're going to empower yourself to really reach the next step until you've achieved that primary goal if your goal is to save money for vacation you know you can plan little five dollar things or throw all your change in at the end of the day one one time i did that i i just stopped spending change and i started anytime they gave me change i'd throw it in the bottom of my purse each week i clean out my purse and i would put the change in the coffee can well that was the first year i was a single mom after i went through my divorce and so i actually took that coffee can up to our local grocery store called snooks and they had those coin machines where you could dump them in yeah, yeah. So here's what I did. <laughs> this is a little tip for you single moms out there. Try this because within, I think, about three or four months, I had like $170, but at the time I only had one child, and $170 could provide a pretty awesome Christmas for one kid when you're careful and you know how to save money. So that's how I bought his Christmas that year. It was pretty cool. <laughs> See, I could have been sad that I had to save my change to buy my child Christmas that year. But instead, I was so excited and I told everybody about it, which I know I'm such a nerd, but I don't really care if people think it's lame that I had to buy my kids Christmas with coins that year. That was a great Christmas for him and it was a great Christmas for me because I did it by myself. I was strong enough to do it. So yay for me. <laughs> anyway, it's self-love Sunday. Okay, point is, you're gonna feel really good knowing you've done seven things for yourself in one week rather than waiting until you suddenly have $1,000 falling into your lap all of a sudden, because you know how often that happens, right? right <laughs> plus if you fail to achieve big goals it really diminishes the self-confidence that you have but even if it's a little bit it's gonna take take it right away from you so small goals and baby steps can help you to gain the self-esteem you're lacking number three and this is my final one for today read inspirational quotes do daily affirmations and watch your favorite youtuber or several of your favorite YouTubers each day. People who make you feel inspired, people who make you feel like, yes, okay? Check out queenbee.com, get a book with lots of inspirational self-quotes or self-esteem. You can check out all of my books at booksangiewrote.com. You know, read something that, or, or watch something every day that makes you feel, oh, that's good, I like that, that's good, I like the way that feels. <laughs> Hey, you can even add it to your daily journal entry. If today's inspirational quote, you know, talks about greeting everyone you meet that day instead of avoiding eye contact, which sometimes we start doing after we've been with the narcissist for a while because sometimes they get mad at us if we make eye contact with other people. Yeah, <laughs> try it. Try it that day. In fact, today, I know I'm a little late. I apologize for that. It's kind of like self-love Sunday prime time instead of morning, I'm sorry. But tell me, do you like prime time better or you prefer the morning? Because if you prefer the morning, I'll try to get back to it next week. It was just crazy with all the office things today. Anyway, but I'm very excited. I can't wait to show it to you guys. Okay, at the end of the day, you can journal anything as 
one more positive thing that you accomplished. I'll be journaling that I accomplished this office today and hopefully that I didn't lose too many of y'all over being late for myself the Sunday thing. So accepting yourself is the first step to building self-esteem. It's not possible to feel positive about yourself if you can't accept yourself. Self-acceptance is the level of happiness that and satisfaction that you have with yourself. Many mental health professionals believe that self-acceptance is necessary before any change can happen, okay? If you're feeling stuck, a lack of self-acceptance might be the first challenge to overcome. Accepting your flaws allows you to change them, my friend. Learn to accept yourself and enjoy the person you are. You got this, okay? Let go of critical stuff in the back of your head. Overly critical parents don't have bad children. They're just lousy parents, okay? There's just, you have to let go of those things that if your parents put bad things in your head, let those things go. There's little to be gained by focusing on it. Forgive them as much as you can and move forward. Don't judge yourself based on your parents and what they thought about you or think about you, unless it's good. <laughs> it's really a reflection of them, not you. Number two, volunteer if you can. No easier way to convince yourself that you're worthy of self-acceptance than to volunteer your time with someone who needs you. Prove yourself to yourself, not a bad thing. Number three, be proud of your strengths. It's hard to accept yourself if you're constantly reminding yourself of your weaknesses. Make a long list that you can return to in the future and keep adding to it every single day. Even the smallest possible, you know, positive is a good thing, okay? You know, I'm a good person, I have good friends, blah, blah, blah. Number four, forgive yourself. If you're constantly focused on all the things you did wrong in the past, guess what? Life's gonna suck. Chalk up those bad experiences to experience. <laughs> Chalk them up. Bad choices, it's in the past. You can't change it. Don't dwell on it. Don't beat yourself up about it. Everybody makes bad choices sometimes, okay? Everybody makes bad choices. Chalk those bad choices up to experience and move on. Everybody does the best they can. There's always gonna be a time when you're less capable than someone else. So what? You can do better next time. Like, I'm not good at all the things. Everybody has things they suck at. I suck at some things too. That's why Melina's coming over to help me put the organizational touches on my office tomorrow. I suck at that stuff. But, you know, whatever. Number five, and my final point for the day, let go of the goals that you can't reach. You know, you're not gonna become an astronaut if you're 65 years old, okay? You're going to have to do something different. So maybe you wanna be a space expert, or, you know, maybe you wanna like talk about how you could have been an astronaut on YouTube. I don't know. The point is there's a time to let it go and there's a time to change direction. And so if there's something, and I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're trying to fix a broken relationship and you're sitting here watching this video, identifying with my videos or any other person who talks about narcissistic abuse, maybe that time is now. Maybe your, your goal that you wanna change isn't your personal one as much as it is your, let me say that again, not your professional one, more so your personal one. Don't, don't think I'm locking you into professional stuff here. What I'm saying is your goal should be ultimately to be happy. It is Self Love Sunday. You gotta love yourself today, at least. Let this moment be the moment you decide to make some plans that are good for you and plausible for you and plans that excite you. Keep the negative self-talk out of it and be authentic. Be who you really are and be okay with it. Don't apologize for who you are anymore. Living honestly is scary, my friend, but oh, it's easy and it's beautiful 
people really do admire and respect people who can be real. Recognize it. Recognize you're worthy and recognize that everybody deserves forgiveness and that includes you, my friend. Forgive yourself. Self-acceptance, <laughs> fancy word for tolerating yourself. Bottom line, nobody's perfect. You accept your friends and your family and even though they're all flawed, right? You need to give yourself a break. Give yourself a little bit of wiggle room, okay? Focus on the positive traits and forgive yourself for your flaws and your mistakes. Accept yourself as you are. Now, it is time for the self-love Sunday. Question of the day. Question of the day is, have you struggled with your self-esteem or your self-image during or after narcissistic abuse? How did you manage? What would you tell a friend who is dealing with the same situation? Share your thoughts and your experiences in the comments below and let's discuss it. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining me for a primetime self-love Sunday and I will see you tomorrow morning for my usual daily video. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, thanks for letting me be a part of your day and a part of your life. And hey, thanks for being a part of mine. It really does mean a lot to me. See you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Good afternoon, survivors. It's Angie. And guess what day it is? That's right. It's Self Love Sunday. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of this video because I have a very special gift for you. And yes, my friends, it is completely free. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Oh, and I'll give you a little peep into my birthday party last night. It was kind of fun. So, let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson, and this channel is all about teaching you what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. But first, do you have your coffee? You know, what's interesting about my coffee today is not so much the cup this time, but what's in it. Okay? So instead of my usual 8 o'clock coffee with whole beans that I ground myself, I'm using something a little different today. Okay? It's called Bulletproof Coffee. And I heard about it a while ago, but when I was in California, I saw people who tried it and liked it. And I meant to try it while I was there and I forgot, so I ordered the coffee. I made it myself. I also ordered, this is exciting, um, ghee butter, which it was not very expensive. I ordered it from Amazon.com and the best part, maybe, Brain Octane, which is a type of coconut oil that is very well uh, suited to the body according to what they say. So I'm giving it a try. Today's my first day. I feel pretty good so far. As you know, this is a late coffee day, but here it is, having late coffee day. I feel pretty good. So if you've tried Bulletproof Coffee, let me know. And this is not, by the way, any sort of endorsement, just what I'm doing. <laughs> so let me know if you've tried it and if you like it. I'll let you know what I think when I try it a couple more times. <laughs> On this channel, we talk about toxic relationship rehab and how to become the very best version of yourself. So if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. When you do, it's one step closer to taking back your life and making it your own. You won't regret it. So I had a small birthday party last night. A few friends came over. We had music. We had drinks. We had cake. It was fun. 
And uh, I was really grateful because Piper, my sister, well, technically sister-in-law, but anyway, we call each other sister. And her boyfriend, Joey, came over uh, and Piper decorated my, my basement, which is like where our bar area is, beautifully, all in pink and black and white, just like I like it. Uh, and then Joey, who is a pretty well-known dubstep artist in among the dubstep community, uh, he goes by a mm-hmm. different name, which I'm not going to say right now because I'm not sure that he would want people to know he <laughs> he DJed my lame-ass birthday party. But he DJed my lame-ass birthday party, so that was cool. So he was there, and I'll show you some clips uh, and some photos real quick. Here we go. Thanks again to my amazing friends who came to my party and thank you to my sweet husband for helping to get it together and to Piper and Joey for all that they did. And they did a lot. You guys, they were amazing. Thank you guys so much for, for, for being there. And thanks to y'all, my YouTube people for listening. And now on with the show. How many people do you know in the world who are wasting their life trying to buy happiness or, you know, manufacture it when it's readily available and it costs nothing. Are you one of those people? I was before too. Sometimes we just wish and hope for a day when everything's amazing. Everything that we need and want we have. You know, anything that we think will make us feel happy and successful and, you know, free. (laughs) In the case of a narcissistic abuse survivor. Maybe we're waiting until we get a new home or we're waiting until we have the money to leave the narcissist or we're waiting for some crazy exotic vacation or we won't we think we can't be happy until we lose weight, whatever. Happiness and success, my friends, is not derived from tangible things and it's not derived from losing weight or, you know, finding the right man or woman or any, any of that stuff. Happiness comes from within yourself. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. The thing is, it's a state of mind, and it allows you to further progress in your life than any other state of mind, in my opinion, uh, and b- both personally and professionally, okay? So to get yourself into this state of mind, the best thing you, have, you can do is to develop habits that lend to that, right? So instead of doing things that hold you back every day, you can... Mm-hmm do things that help you get more done during the day, meet your obligations with ease, and in general, lay down at night and know that everything is going the right way. And as you go to sleep, you can think of things you're grateful for and can make your life better. What do you think? You want to try it? I think you do. (laughs) Let me tell you about it. Here's the deal. Regardless of our state of mind, life is happening right now at this moment. Life is passing us by. So what can we do to make sure that we don't waste our 24 hours every day. What can we do to make sure that everything we do moves toward, leads us closer to our general goals of being happy and healthy and having a decent life? Well, we can work on our habits. The very first thing you have to do is start to realize that um, you can either spend your days just existing or you can spend your days living. 
and you can spend your days working toward your goals or you can spend your days working away from them. The key is you have to decide whether you want to drive or let someone else drive for you. So stand up, my friend, get the keys to life. We're about to drive ourselves into the next level of success and happiness. It all starts with a plan, okay? So, you know, every day that you live is a day that you can control whether or not you're happy. You can control whether or not you're going to be successful. You can control, you know, all of these things. What what can you do today to make yourself more successful? Uh, what steps are you going to take? What things can you do? Look, the first thing you have to do is make a plan, like I said, okay? So you have to understand that time is a commodity, hmm? And it's, it's worth something. So where I'd like to start with you today is I would like to cover some basic things. Now we can go into a whole bunch of different details, but we're going to start with one basic point, okay? And that is a daily challenge, all right? So when you challenge yourself in any area of your life, you absolutely end up growing. So if you stick to what you already know and you only do things you know you're good at, you'll stay stagnant. Sometimes you have to take risks, okay? So choose an area of your life to challenge yourself in and make sure that you do cover each area that you want to challenge yourself in eventually. So in the example, if you want to talk about exercise, okay, uh, because exercise has so many health benefits and mental health as well benefits, you know, maybe you want to challenge yourself to do more than you thought you could with an exercise program. So instead of doing 30 minutes of walking each day, you know what, shoot for 45, what the hell? Or, you know, try a new food, something outside of your comfort zone. Like I recently started trying juices. They're actually not that bad. I do not enjoy the smoothies very much sometimes, but I like the juices. Anyway, uh, and I'm talking about like all natural, um, organic, cold pressed juices, not like, you know, cranberry juice on the shelf. Um, you know, do something new, learn something new. Uh, you know, try to make a new recipe or teach yourself, you know, how to do a new task, go on YouTube and learn something, uh, you know, resurrect a failure, maybe, um, you know, something in your life that you tried that you really wanted to do and you failed at. Maybe you tried to learn how to roller skate when you were a kid, but you kept falling over. Maybe you want to try again. The point is give yourself a daily challenge every day. And that brings me to my next point, the free thing I told you about. So you guys may or may not know this, but my book is unofficially released today. Technically, it doesn't come out until tomorrow, but if you go to booksangierote.com, you can get it today. Also, um, I can put it, a link to it in the comments below in case you'd like to just go directly to it, but that's not what I'm telling you about this for. What I'm telling you about it for is this. I created a 60-day no-contact calendar that contains daily inspiration. It's a perpetual thing, so you can just print it out whether you're starting today or next week or whatever. There's a little before you begin section, and then there's 60 days worth of inspiration, ideas, things you can do to keep yourself on the right path during that time. Now, I'm giving this to everyone who buys the book, but just for this week only, I'm going to have it free, completely free, without, requi without requiring you to buy the book. All right. So if you go to queenbeing.com slash 60 days, you can download it for free right now. All right, so go do that. And if you want to get the book too, that would be great. Obviously, the no contact calendar works best in combination with the no contact book. The book is called Navigating No Contact, A Recovery Roadmap for Narcissistic Abuse Survivors. It's incredible. I'll tell you more about it tomorrow. 
but check it out if you want to. Uh, I'm not the only author. I have three co-authors. Uh, of course, I wrote most of it, but several of the chapters um, include stories and advice from my fellow narcissistic abuse survivors. So tomorrow I'm going to tell you more about them as well. But if you'd like to learn about them now, you can go check out uh, the article on queenbeing.com that does feature them and their photos. All right. So anyway, go pick up your free no contact calendar. Love yourself today. You are worth it. You deserve it. Even if you've already been no contact for a year, if you're still struggling, pick up this calendar because it will help you to take the steps you need to take to become healthy in your heart and your head and move forward. I promise you. Give it a shot. Time for the question of the day. Have you gone no contact before? And if so, tell me about it in the comments. What, what are your suggestions and ideas that would help survivors who are now preparing to go no contact? And if you haven't gone no contact but you're preparing to, let me know below what you think you will need to go no contact, what kind of support I can offer you, and what you're struggling with right now. All right? Talk to you soon. Okay, I'm going to wrap up for now. Make sure you give yourself a daily challenge, like we talked about, to change your life for the better, create new habits, and make your life what you want it to be instead of what someone else tells you it's supposed to be. Pick up that free no-contact calendar and take back your life today. All right? Happy Sunday, everybody. Tell me in the comments below what you think about all this. Tell me what your thoughts are on the no-contact calendar, if you've seen it. And tell me what you think. All right, I'll see you soon. As always, thanks for letting me be a part of your day and a part of your life. And thanks for being a part of mine. It really does mean a lot to me. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Hey, survivors, it's Angie. Guess what day it is? That's right, Self Love Sunday. So let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about the value of taking care of your body and your mind. Because when you take care of yourself mentally and physically, it attracts the right people into your life. And we're, we need to do better with that, don't we? So you wake up every day and you feel good about yourself when you take care of your body and your mind. Other people will feel good about you too. What could be worse than that? Or better than that, I guess I should say. So let's talk about this in two parts. Today we're going to talk about the part of the mental portion, okay? And then we'll talk about the physical development options you have later, all right? So let's start with improving your mental outlook. Sometimes all you need to do is switch from being a half-empty kind of person to a half-full kind of person when it comes to the glasses in your life. So basically you can just do a lot of different things and you can look at life a whole new way, right? Change the way you're seeing things. Change your perception. Intentional vibration management. I talk about it all the time. So the first thing you can do is get yourself a gratitude journal going. Y'all know that I talk about um, think of 10 things you're grateful for and three things you love about yourself every day. Well, if you really want to work on changing your vibration, you can do this um, through actually writing this stuff down. You can also do it on your, on your phone, like if you get yourself a, an app, and I'm sure there's plenty of gratitude apps out there. Um, but some of them will include personal messages, quotes on each page to give you like a springboard for your thoughts. But honestly, you don't even need to buy anything. You can just think of these things every day or write them down in, in a notebook, okay? Um, 
write down things you're grateful for at the end of each day and when you wake up in the morning you'll feel better okay like I said you can do it on your phone or you can just think about it it can be something as simple as hey somebody gave up their seat for me on the bus that's awesome or whatever right so keep that in mind another thing you can do for your mental state is visualization okay visual visualization is just one more way you can work on achieving happiness in your life it's and how you, to visualize you picture something maybe your life the way you want it to be or something that you want as though it's already happened and when you do this you, you, you want to go for more than like a 2d image you want to go for like you know what does it smell like what does it look like what does it feel like where exactly are you and how's it, how does it feel to be you in that moment feel me um, you're not looking at yourself you're looking through your eyes does that make sense so imagine the wind in your hair like say if you're if you're uh, you know if you want to be driving down the coastline in a convertible imagine the wind flowing through your hair the scent of the breeze coming off the sea you know what I'm saying focus on the vibrant colors and even the steering wheel how does it feel in the palm of your hands are you using a uh, leather cover on your steering wheel or what's the deal think about these things all right now real quick we're going to talk about your physical appearance and health so we'll go into more detail on this one later but basically for some people the need for self-development may lie in a health aspect of their physical being while other people might just want to look better right either way you can work on this okay so if you want to look better for yourself and other people around you I'm going to give you a few tips to do that all right so obviously one of the first things you want to do is think about how much you weigh and how you feel about that are you at a healthy BMI and if you're not or you're not feeling good about the way you look in your clothes maybe you want to start working on a new exercise plan or diet regimen or both um, another thing you might want to do is get a new haircut or color your hair or something like that do something different with your hair update your look you know some people uh, have the same hairstyle they've had for decades and this of course makes them feel look dated and then if they go and they get their hair done they might feel and look younger as a result another thing you might want to do is take care of your nails make sure you're, you know you, you get a mani or you just trim them and clean them either way whatever your particular choice is male or female or you know lots of women do short clean nails and always looks nice um, the other thing you can do is use moisturizer on your body, on your skin, uh, get some makeup lessons if you're a girl or a woman and you want to have, you know, don't, don't listen to me today, I don't have any on except for a little bit of lips, lips, lip stuff, but, um, it's Sunday, self-love Sunday, so, you know, uh, another thing you might want to do, um, update your wardrobe, you know, I like to shop in the thrift stores, because quite honestly, if you get a, if you get a good thrift store, you can buy you know some really nice things for almost nothing I like to uh, I like to do that I like to go to Plato's Closet which is around here it's a resale chain um, and they only accept fashionable clothes and la 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 and granted I have to kind of dig a little bit because I'm not a child but being five feet tall I I tend to uh, do a little better in the some of the juniors clothes anyway so it works out okay for me but there's all kinds of different resale shops you can save a lot of money and buy really cute stuff and then update your wardrobe more often if you're budget conscious like I am so um, anyway, other things you can do, you know, check with your doctor, um, get a, a well person, a well person exam, you know, well woman or well man exam. Um, some people say that they tai chi and stuff like that helps them. Um, other people say herbal supplements uh, like cayenne, Siberian ginseng, go to cola, uh, ginkgo biloba, things like that. You know, and of course, always check with your doctor before you take any supplements and understand that anything I say in these videos is not considered medical advice. I'm not a doctor. All right. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up for today. I want you guys to tell me 
what do you do to make yourself feel good? What do you do to make your to keep yourself in the right frame of mind for manifesting the life that you want? All right. Let me know in the comments below. And as always, if you have questions or things you want me to talk about in future videos, leave them in the comments and I'll hit them up next week. All right. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Happy Self Love Sunday. I'll see you soon.